Welcome, everyone, to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good to see you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bless you guys. Have a seat. Our family online. Oh, it's good. It's good, 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 good. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing great. Courtney, thank you. <clears throat> a little bit of feedback up here with my... I'm not sure what's going on. Hey, um, good. Hey, so we, we, we got away for a, for a, a weekend. Emily um, spoke down in Jackson, and uh, it was really encouraging to see what God is doing in Jackson, Michigan. I have a friend who pastors down there, Mike Popenhagen, and uh, we'll have him up here. He came up here once years ago, but we'll come up here again. He's been busy um, planning a church, and they're doing amazing down there. But, but the theme in his church is, is the prayer and theme for many, many churches, and that is uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so today, we're starting a brand new series called the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. So a pastor um, from Australia who pastors in New York City thought he would travel to 17 different cities throughout the world where revival broke out. So he, he went to different cities and churches, from Anglican churches to Baptist to Wesleyan to Pentecostal, Whatever the denomination, there was one underlying common denominator. You want to know what it is? One common prayer. That prayer was, Holy Spirit, we want you here. Can we say that? Say, Holy Spirit, we want you here. I realize when I pray that prayer, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to lead, to illuminate and to take over my plan, my schedule, my life at home, at work, when I travel in my marriage, in my family, I realize when I ask the Holy Spirit to lead that I'm asking him to lead me to Jesus, to learn from Jesus, and to live like Jesus. And all of a sudden, it's not a bracelet that reminds me what would Jesus do. It's the Holy Spirit helping me to live it out. See, I want to introduce you today to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our source. We need him to help us. We need him to lead us. We need him to live, and we need him to accomplish what God has called us to do in the times we are living in. See, God saw 2022 and picked you. Wow, think about that. He saw all the stuff that's been happening in the world today. And he chose you to be alive today. Isn't that awesome? And because of that, he knows you and I will need the Holy Spirit. But here's the question. Do we want the Holy Spirit? Because that was the underlying prayer for every single one of those revivals. Oh, I'm praying for revival. I want, listen, I'm praying for revival right here. I want more of God. I want more of God. And I know you do too. I know it. I see it. 
I see people like, no, nah, there's, there's a hunger happening. There's something, ha- we're on the verge of something really, really great, but it's going to start with this phrase, Holy Spirit, I want you here. I want to help stir up that passionate desire, that want for the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of times we need the Holy Spirit when things are desperate, we're in trouble. But listen, let's take it to the next level. Say, Holy Spirit, I want you here. So Jesus said to the disciples just before he left this earth in John 14, 16, he says, then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you and always be with you, the Holy Spirit. Now, let me share my first experience with him. I went to that church. You know that church, (laughs) maybe a little different maybe a little peculiar, but that day I felt something I'd never felt before. I eventually realized that I was experiencing the Holy Spirit in really the first church that I ever went to that was a Spirit-filled church. Spirit-filled. Fast forward. By the way, I wasn't born again then. I just, somebody invited me. It was different. I felt something different. Fast forward five years later, after that moment, I'm a brand new believer. I'm looking for a church home, a family. I see this guy on TV. It looks like he leads a mega church. So I go to check it out all by myself. And lo and behold, it was a little church, about 100 seats or 100, uh, about 20 pews, 100 seats, but about 120 people packed in. Most were very expressive. Some were speaking in other languages. Some were singing at the top of their lungs. This environment was packed with power. And then someone went up to the mic and started talking about a ghost. Now, where I came from, if you start talking about a ghost, you scram. I wanted to scram. I did. But God said, stay. I'll never forget that. I heard his voice. I said, oh, this is different. I don't understand what's going on here. He said, stay, stay. Why? Because I grew so fast in that spirit-filled environment. And that experience with the Holy Spirit was foundational for me. So my thought is, why didn't Jesus just say, after, before he's going to leave, he says, I'm going to send you God. Why, why did he say, I'm going to send you God with a different name? My opinion, because we can control God, LOL. We tend to make little gods. We tend to make God in our image when we are made in his. Did you get that? We eventually learn how to place him in our safe box. It's what humans have been doing for centuries, from worshiping a golden calf to the almighty dollar. So God gives himself as the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost because you can't wrangle him in. He's in you. He's around you. He's anywhere and everywhere. Good luck trying to make an idol out of the Holy Spirit. Although people still do. They got that little dove. I'll talk about him in a minute. Listen, John 3, 8 says, the wind blows wherever it wants. 
Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. He's like the wind. He's like water. He's like fire. He's like oil. He will not be boxed in. He goes where he wants to go. He flows with power and purpose. He's an all-consuming fire. Good luck trying to box him in. But the Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood person of the Trinity. In general, we're much more comfortable talking about God the Father and God the Son, Jesus, because we can relate to human fathers and sons. But when someone brings up the Holy Spirit, things get a bit fuzzy. I want to help take the fuzzy out of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. Not a lesser God. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not some impersonal spiritual energy or force. He's not trying to haunt us. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. When Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit, uh, the Bible says that John records uh, that, that, that the Spirit descended like, say like, like a dove, like a dove. So, so all of a sudden we see that phrase like, oh man, the Holy Spirit must be a dove. <clears throat> I, I just don't do well having personal relationships with a bird. Maybe you do, but I don't. This is what I think John saw. I think John saw Jesus. I think he saw the Father, but in spirit form, coming down from heaven like a dove descending upon Jesus. That's how he described it. It's like Revelation when, when, he's, when he's trying to describe like helicopters, I think. You know, he's, he's like talking about these bugs. But I believe John saw the Holy Spirit. But that's Jesus. That's the Father. They're one in the same. They're all one, same person. But we try to make him a dove. Or we just really neglect the Holy Spirit. Some churches, the Trinity is the Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. And we talk about the Holy Spirit maybe once or twice in, in a doxology. It's Jesus. So here's how it goes. God, our creator, mission completed, right? Jesus, our savior, mission completed, and the Holy Spirit, our helper, our comforter, and our leader, mission in progress. Mission in progress. We need the Holy Spirit because he is the difference maker. He is our advantage here on this earth. John 16, 7, look at this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, he's saying, boys, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I got to finish this job. Let me go. Because if I depart, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. 
He's our advantage. Did you know that you have the advantage? The word means profitable, superior, to surpass, to have more. Are you taking advantage of this advantage found in the Holy Spirit? You may not be aware of the power that lives in you. You guys still here? Reminds me of my sixth grade summer, first football practice. I had long blonde hair down to my shoulders, five foot nothing, if that. They thought I was a girl. They chuckled and made fun of me. But they were unaware of the many mighty power standing before them. <clears throat> That's right. I even have LOL in here, so thank you for uh, speaking that right more. But it was true. Listen, I was tiny and speedy. You couldn't catch me because you couldn't see me. Seriously, I remember that day. They're all in awe. Listen, that day I took their chuckle away. Friends, we have an advantage. I'm just here to help you realize it, make you aware of it, and that you can take the devil's chuckle away, the Holy Spirit. So let me shift for a moment. I was kind of shocked when I read this in Mark 16 when the disciples, before Jesus went back to heaven, did not believe. Now remember, the disciples spent three years with Jesus. They witnessed so many amazing, unusual miracles from bodies healed, blind eyes open, storms stopping, bread multiplying, and demons fleeing. There were so many miracles that all the books in the world could not even record them. And after all that, they still struggled with believing. Look, Mark 16, I'm ramping up to this one moment. Ramps, Mark 16, 9 through 11. After Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Keep reading Mark 16, 12 through 13 as we're making our way through this, through this uh, chapter. Afterward, he appeared in a different form or t uh, to two of his followers and were walking, who were walking from Jerusalem into the country. They rushed back. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Oh, there's more. Mark 16, 14. Here we go. Still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. All of the miracles, all the power of God, even Mary Magdalene herself being radically changed from being demon-possessed, and now she's here saying, I just saw Jesus, and you don't believe me? You don't believe me? All of that stuff. And then this happens, Mark 16, 15. And then Jesus told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Now, this is a head-scratcher to me. They say, I don't believe, I don't believe, and I refuse to believe. And then Jesus says, boys, let's go. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. I would have said, you got to be kidding me. Forget you. I can't work with this. I got to find some new disciples who believe. 
But Jesus didn't. See, if I'd been there, I might have approached Jesus and said, Sir, Lord, can I say something? Jesus, don't you know that these disciples you just gave this incredibly important and dangerous mission to are a bunch of unbelievers? They will never be able to do it. And I think, just picture in my mind, Jesus would have turned to me, looked me square in the eye and lovingly said, Dan, don't worry. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. What was the secret? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the secret. Jesus then goes on to explain what is about to happen to these disciples who couldn't and wouldn't believe. Mark 16, 17 through 20. Here we go, the Great Commission. These miraculous signs will, 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 will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons in my name. Oh, man. They'll speak in new languages. This is Jesus talking, by the way. Uh, they'll be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. What? They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they'll be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven, sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And here we go, verse 20. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Secret weapon. What just happened? They went from hiding and fearful to hopeful and powerful. And this happened between verse 19 and 20, I see. What happened? Well, the Holy Spirit happened. And chronologically, Acts chapter 2 happened. Pentecost. That's what happened. That's what happened. See, this was no halftime speech that Jesus just gave. This would have only gotten them fired up for a moment. They just spent three years witnessing those most powerful miracles ever seen on a regular basis. The kingdom of God had arrived, but they still doubted. They needed the secret weapon, the Holy Spirit, to do all this stuff. The disciples walked out of weakness and arrived with the power of God to do what Jesus had commissioned them to do. So chronologically, between verses 19 and 20, this happened, Acts 1.8. Here we go. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, in the same way, we all can leave our fears our inabilities, our apprehensions, and step into his amazing and unlimited power given freely from the Holy Spirit. I understand us. I understand the, the, the fact that we, we're, we, we struggle at times. We wonder how can we, how can we get past things? How can the marriage get to another level? How can I preach the gospel? How can I do the things that God's called me to do? And we settle for this, this thing that isn't God when we forget there's an advantage that we have in the Holy Spirit. But because we think he's weird, we stay away. So how do you get there? Well, obviously, as Christians, we have believed in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. 
It all starts with Jesus, our firm foundation. And regarding the Holy Spirit, I found that we can either be inspired or empowered. We can be interested or we can be invested. There's a big difference. And it kind of that's how we started out this moment. It's like, hey, are we all in? We all in? Or am I thinking about that roast in the crock pot? Nothing wrong with that. But am I, am I in this moment, in this temple, in this temple? Am I just saying, God, I'm all in? I'm all in, Lord. Jesus said, unless you forsake everything, you can't follow me, right? Right? So he just wants the heart to be all in. I love what A.W. Tozer, the great theologian, said. He said, in many Christian churches, the spirit is quite entirely overlooked. Whether he is present or absent makes no real difference to anyone. When the Holy Spirit is ignored or rejected, he says, religious people are forced either to do their own creating or to fossilize completely. Whoo! Man, isn't that what we do? That's, that's what Young Each Show said about the American church. I love the church in America. I do. I, I love, man, we, listen, I think we get things done here. But, but here's what he said. He said, it's amazing what the American church can do without the Holy Spirit. Right. There's this other side, like, I get it, because we're creating great things, but listen, let God, let God come with the title of the Holy Spirit, with the mission of the Holy Spirit, in whatever we create, in whatever we do, God, let him come, let him be the force behind what we do. So we can be interested or we can be invested. We can be inspired or we can be empowered in that key prayer to every revival. God, we want you here. Or say it, Holy Spirit, I want you here. And if I read the history of the experiences with the Holy Spirit in many revivals, those who most enjoyed and lived with the power of the Spirit, they really didn't attempt to explain Him. In other words, the Holy Spirit is better experienced than explained, but we will embrace both because I believe we have to. But I want to tell you up front, there's just things that have to bypass your mind. That You, you, you just got to take your mind out of the way. Because you can overthink it. You can think yourself out of a blessing from the Holy Spirit. I would say be like Obi-Wan Kenobi telling Luke, use the force, right? Just get your, take off that helmet, right? That, that thing that's hindering you and just tap in to God, the Holy Spirit. So let's start here. Though he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Jesus needed to be empowered by the Spirit before he started his ministry. This is so important. Here's the moment. Matthew 3:16, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, remember, he's already filled the Holy Spirit, conceived by the Holy Spirit. The heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God 
descending like, put that picture up one more time. I said, descending like a dove and settling on him. There's that, that picture again of, of, of that, the spirit that looked like a dove to John. That's a picture of empowered by the Spirit. So when people say, what do you mean baptized in the Spirit? What do you mean, what do you mean empowered by the Spirit? That's it. That's it. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but, but, but the Holy Spirit wants to come down and get on you. That's why he jumped on their heads at Pentecost. He jumped on their heads and they became fire, right? I don't want to go there yet. Can't wrangle the Holy Spirit. But he's great. He's awesome. He's not some weird, crazy uncle that lives some, listen, he is in control. He is perfect. He's God. He does things in order. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, come on, how much more do we? Oh, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit if Jesus, the Son of God, filled with the fullness of the Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit? Jesus needed the power just prior to going into the wilderness. I heard a very interesting statistic about people coming out of the wilderness of COVID is that they, they recognize that, that Christians, specifically, they call them religious people, but Christians, and I believe Christians in spirit-filled environments came out shining came out with strength, came out with clarity, come on, came out with something that God did in the wilderness. They came out understanding just like God did in the wilderness when Israel was, was, was traveling through for 40 years, just like then they found that God provided. They saw the power of God working in the wilderness they trusted God in the wilderness for the most part. But they said those who came out were those who consistently gathered in places where God was. Amen? See, there's nothing like church. You, you, there's nothing like it. You can go try. There's nothing like people, like-minded Asking God to come filled with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing like this place because God inhabits this place. He inhabits the praises of his people. There's nothing like it. That's why it says don't forsake a place like this, especially as you see the last days approach. Because I think the Holy Spirit Man, he, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit can download something in a split second in your heart, your life, that will set you free in a moment and put you on a path that you thought, I could never, I don't know how I got here. Well, I do. You put yourself in an environment where God could speak. But Jesus needed this power just prior, just prior to entering the ministry. Luke 4.14, after this 40 days and 40 nights tempted by the devil, having victory, look at this. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, 
and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Do you know how people are going to come into the kingdom? Do you know how revival is going to happen? Do you know how harvest is going to come? The Holy Spirit is going to be working powerfully through you. And people are going to be like, oh, my, my, what in the world is happening over there at their house? What is happening in their life? What's happening? They're taking notice. Spreading quickly throughout the whole region. So if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, my friends, how much more do we We need the advantage. We need the one who leads us into so much more. We need the Holy Spirit. But the question really is, do we want the Holy Spirit? Good. Because he wants you. (laughs) He does. John 14, 16 again. Then I'll ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you and always be with you, always be with you, always be with you. And this is what I've known about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gentle and kind and merciful and will not force his way into our lives. He will not force himself into into your home, into your heart. Unless you want him to, he is a person. If I say to a person, stay away, leave, you're weird, I don't have time for you, I don't want to get to know you, what will that person do? Probably stay away, right? And a lot of times we, we just don't invite the Holy Spirit in our lives because we just don't know him. And what I'll say next week is we just won't follow who we don't know. If you think the Holy Spirit of God is a stranger, you were already taught when you were a kid, don't talk to strangers. But he's not a stranger. He is God. He's God with a different title and a different mission. God the creator Mission completed. Jesus, our Savior. Mission completed. Come on. The Holy Spirit, mission in progress. So, so I'm going to end this today. I know we all need the Holy Spirit, but do you want the Holy Spirit? Amen. That's right. Yes, yes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So this is where we're going to pray a prayer. We're going to pray a couple prayers here. I just want this to be kind of a bit of an organic moment. Um, You know, the, the one thing about the Holy Spirit is that he's called the comforter because he knows that you're going to feel uncomfortable. Right? It makes sense. So when you feel uncomfortable, he's there to comfort you. He's going to say, I'm not weird. I'm not, here to, I'm not here to make this weird. But I am here, he would say, to lead you out of the familiar place. Because this is what I found out about f- making God so familiar. The biblical reference to that is when Jesus went to his own hometown. And they said, isn't that, 
Isn't that the carpenter's son? Hey, I, I grew up with him. I saw him kicking a rock around. I saw, oh, I know Jesus. And they kept saying, I know him, I know him. In the natural, I know. He's, he's so familiar to me. And the Bible says Jesus could not do many miracles there. Because church, God, Jesus, all, it's just what we do. And I think the time has come when familiarity with Jesus is, is just out of the way. And now Jesus becomes fresh, fresh, fresh in our lives. Now there's a newness, a new day, the power of the Holy Spirit moving in our midst. So Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will lead us out of familiar places because miracles are not found in the familiar places. They're found outside. Come on, you hear that? They're found being willing to say, you know what? <clears throat> I'm so glad for everything I learned. I'm so glad for the foundation that I have. I'm so glad for growing up in the church that I did. I'm so glad for going to children's ministry when I was young. I'm so glad for, but, I, but Lord, I'm willing <clears throat> to just say this is a new day. And teach me, Holy Spirit. Lead me, Holy Spirit. Guide me into all truth, Holy Spirit. I want you, Holy Spirit. So can where you're sitting today, can you just close your eyes? Um, you know what? No, no, this is what I want to do. Who wants the Holy Spirit today? Come on. Can you stand there? Can we just stand together? And, and, and again, <laughs> oh, sorry. You just sit right there, young lady. Yeah, yeah. Jojo hurt her, um, uh, her leg, and uh, she, she uh, staved off three, three guys that were trying, no, no, I'm just trying to, no, I'm just kidding. Her brothers, no. Um, you guys, I think today is the start of a revival. Please hear me. Today is the start of a revival. A revival in your heart, a revival in your home, a revival in your workplace, a revival in your family, a revival in your community, a revival in the city. I believe it starts right here with a church, with a people that says, Holy Spirit, I want you. I don't just need you. I want you. Well, I'll pray that for me, but... Will you pray that for you? Lift up your hands. Come on. First of all, would you pray this with me? Just say, Jesus, <laughs> thank you for completing your mission. Thank you, Jesus, that you are my foundation. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you forgive me of all my sins. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, for leaving so that I could have an advantage in the Holy Spirit. So today, Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit. I want you. Start a revival in my heart, 
in my home, in my family, in my marriage, in my community, in my city. Holy Spirit, I want you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Yeah. Woo. It's a great start. Thank you for that willingness. Hey, I love you guys so much. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. I want to say one thing. We're going to have a good Friday service this year. I want to just tell you up front, you're not going to want to miss that on Friday. And then don't miss Easter Sunday. We have a special guest. Be a powerful message. Bring a friend. I just think incredible things are, are just starting to happen. So we love you guys. Have a great day. Take care. God bless you. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.